0: Hello and welcome to the Echocast, the Sunny Hills High School student-run podcast. My name is Krishna Thacker and I am the special sections editor for The Accolade. Today I am joined by our arts and entertainment editor, Andrew Park, as well as Sunny Hills High School's very own comic book club president, Jasmine Lee, and their advisor, Mr. Hua. With the astonishing popularity of Spider-Man No Way Home, which earned 516 million at the domestic box office on top of the 644 million international box office, and stayed in the top charts for over five weeks, the movie was unquestionably one of the best Marvel has ever produced. Today, we will be discussing what were some of our favorite parts of the movie, which characters stood out from the others within the film, and finally, how this film will affect the future of Marvel phase four going forward this year. Hi everyone, thank you so much for being here today. So um, today we'll just talk about generally the movie, um, different cool parts of it, and how that that project will affect future Marvel projects that are gonna be coming out in the next few years. So to start, Unlike all other Sp- spider man in the multiverse, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is the only one to not have a close, meaningful relationship with his Uncle Ben Parker. Um, instead, his character development focuses primarily on his relationships with Tony Stark and Aunt May. So, in your opinion, should Uncle Ben have been more involved in Peter Parker's story?
1: Okay, in my opinion, I think that it was kind of cool that Peter Parker was more close with his Aunt May instead of Uncle Ben, like the previous two Spider-Men, because it was kind of like unique, and we hadn't ever seen that before, and it kind of emphasized his um, father-son relationship with Tony Stark, and that was pretty
2: cool. Yeah, um, Mr. Hood,
0: your opinions on
2: that? Um, Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, with the MCU, they're trying to do things differently than what's done before, and Uh, having Aunt May kind of be his Uncle Ben I thought was a a clever uh, twist that I don't think a lot of people saw coming for the new movie. Mm
0: -hmm, Definitely and I mean looking at the Amazing Spider-Man series we see that the entirety of um, Peter Parker's transformation from just being a high school kid to being Spider-Man is kind of filled with the event of um, Uncle Ben being shot. Um, On the other side with this trilogy, we see that he's kind of already Spider-Man before anything really tragic happens to him in regards to that. So, um, I guess Jasmine, do you think that that difference kind of takes away from his like tragic backstory?
1: Um, no, I think it's a good like build up to the third movie and like what happens with the plot twist with Aunt May. And I think it was good that the first two movies were like kind of more focused towards his individual. And like, path to Spider-Man, and like, n- nothing like like a sob story that makes him become Spider-Man. Like it was, different.
3: And there were so many great scenes in the film. Which particular moment would you say made the most personal impact on you, Mr. Hua? Um, can you elaborate on what you mean, like, by personal impact? Because um, a lot of characters were returning, so many fans. I remember. Clapped when Dr. Strange, I mean, not Dr. Strange, Dr. Octopus um, entered the highway, or when the three Spider-Men reunited for the first time. Do you, do you know a moment that actually made you, like, that impacted you the most? Um, yeah, I
2: think, I think, re- like, I really, really enjoyed just seeing all three uh, live-action Spider-Man um, together, uh, especially when they're all swinging during the climactic. Um, Battle um, to me, that like was really excellent point in the movie because it shows you how they really cared about all of the seven Spider-Man movies that came before, um, and they really um, treated that material well.
0: And Jasmine, what are the moments for you that kind of made you cheer or clap out loud? Because I know personally for me, I loved it when Matt Murdock came on screen and we were able to see him interact with Spider-Man. So what was that for you?
1: Okay, there's so many that I can't choose. Like definitely Matt Murdock's entrance was a huge like, like wow moment for me. Also, Doctor Strange is like, another one of my favorites in the MCU. So him just being there was like pretty awesome. But definitely when um, Andrew Garfield entered through the portal, it was such a huge like moment for like, not just me, but like I think for the entire theater, like we were all so shocked, like pleasantly surprised that all the rumors were like true and that they managed to get all three Spider-Men in this movie. Mm
0: -hmm. And a big part of the commentary that this movie makes is about villains and how they can have redemption. So, with all the villains that we see in this film, um, of the five that we see, including Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman, and the Lizard, who were you most excited to see, or who were you most um, happy with when it came to like their redemption in the end? Um, Mr. Ruck. Um, I
2: don't know if he exactly got redeemed, but I think um, just the Green Goblin's character um, was done really, really well. I feel like they not only carried on his main like essence um, like in the original films he was also trying to turn the other uh, Peter Parker to him and like you know join me and I thought to carry on those themes but with another Peter Parker um, and being able to see his face for most of the movie um, you can see all of you know the ways that Willem Dafoe uh does such an excellent job acting. Um, I thought every time he was on the scene, it was just really exciting. Yeah,
0: what about you, Jasmine? Was there a villain you felt particularly connected to?
1: For me, I really like Electro, and I like how they like built upon his character in this movie. Um, he's just like really cool to me, and he's, um, seeing him interact with Tom Holland was like, kind of like a crazy moment for me.
3: So to talk about Sandman in particular, as you probably already know, the character Sandman can go back and forth between his human and sand form whenever he wants. So many fans of Sandman were disappointed by Marvel's decision to maintain his sand form throughout the entire film. Would you agree that the full merit of Sandman's character was disregarded in this film? Or are you more closely towards the side that the new touch of Sandman's CGI depiction was um, more better, should I say? Jasmine?
1: Uh- I don't know I think this movie like did did a pretty good job with Sandman and I didn't really like think too much about like his old form and his form in this movie um yeah I thought it was pretty cool seeing him like regardless
0: yeah and I think of all the villains in the movie I think he, Sandman's definitely one of the more underdeveloped ones so we don't really get to hear from him as much Um, Mr. Huelo, would you agree that his his, um, story arc was kind of
2: not as fleshed out? Yeah, I think when you're trying to juggle so many characters, um, you know, some of the characters are going to get the short end of the stick. And I think their decision to sideline Sandman was a good one overall. Um, His story and his connection to the Spider-Men were probably the weakest. Um, And so I personally didn't mind that they kept him mostly CG um, and you know they still reiterated the core essence of his character which is he wants to go home to see his daughter.
3: So we can all agree that Sandman was a minor character but I'm pretty sure a lot of fans were excited hoping to see Venom in this film but Venom only made a short appearance in the No, hey, no Way Home as a cameo in the post-credits scene. Were you dis- disappointed by any chance that he did not play a significant role in this film?
1: Um, I don't know much about Venom, um, but I think if I remember correctly, like the parasite or whatever from the alien world, like want like wanted to change Spider-Man. Um, and I think it would be cool to see Spider-Man in a symbiote suit next time. That would be like unique.
2: Um, yeah, for me, myself, I think it was a good idea not to, you know, push things too hard and include Venom. Um, I think there will be a time and place for that, um, but I think their decision to focus mostly on um, Spider-Man uh, in this movie, be, being really, you know, a celebration of the character and uh, showing the essence of that character, I think having Venom might have taken away from that, um, and. I, don't, I want to see them together uh, on the same screen or Spider-Man in a symbiote suit, but I just want them to, to do it right. Um, and so if they need to take more time to figure out a good story for that, then I'm all for waiting. Um, and I think it's just a matter of time.
0: Mm-hmm. And from his performance in the last two Spider-Man films, many fans have dubbed um, Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man as Spider-Boy due to his lack of maturity. So do you think that this movie has been more of a turning point for Tom Holland's Spider-Man from becoming more of a boyish teenager to a Spider-Man?
1: Yeah, I definitely think, although I don't think he's, like, really a spider boy, like, I think this movie was definitely a turning point with all of the, like, really serious scenes, more serious scenes that we see um, him interacting with. And I think his character growth is still, like, Really admirable because, you know, he's just this like high school student who just like wants to do his homework and then all of a sudden his, the Avengers come and recruit him, and so seeing him like deal with all of the repercussions that come with that is, I think, like really cool. Yeah. Would you agree
0: with
2: that, Mr. Henry? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of unfair to criticize his character for being immature. I mean, you have to consider all the trials that he's already gone through. You know, even before this movie, you know he was fighting aliens in an all-out war, um, and his you know father figure sacrificed himself. Like there's a lot going on. His uncle Ben had died prior to that, um, you know, and I think he grew in maybe different ways without having the same story of Uncle Ben dying. Um, but if there you know were a movie to really set him apart. I think they did a great job in No Way Home um, in showing like a more serious aspect of the character.
0: Yeah, and Jasmine, you said that they kind of portray Tom Holland's Spider-Man as just a boy who kind of wants to do his homework, who then has to battle all these great villains. Um, a big criticism, well, not a big criticism, but definitely something that more teenagers noticed in the movie was the entire discussion surrounding the college admission part of the movie, and it kind of deemed it unrealistic because he you know, applies to like one college, MIT, with such low acceptance rates. Did you find that, I mean, as a senior who also is going through college applications, did you find that to be realistic, or?
1: Um, I mean, I guess it was a bit unrealistic, but you also have to remember, like, Peter Parker is not only Spider-Man, like, is talented in that he's Spider-Man, but also he's, like, a very smart guy, like, just alone, and so for him and his, like, friends to apply to MIT, I don't think is, is, like, super, super unrealistic, like, you know, he's, like, in the National, like, Science Olympiad team and stuff, so it's not like he's not qualified for it.
3: So um, about Tom Holland, though Tom Holland still has a contract for many more Marvel movies, Spider-Man No Way Home was the end of a trilogy. So in what aspect did the movie do a good job on ending the saga?
1: Um, I think it was a really good end to the trilogy because it was kind of like the end of his high school career as well as like after um, Infinity War, like he got to kind of like say goodbye to that like I guess, era of that, his life. Um, and I, I think like the two appearances from Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire was like a really like full circle moment. Like this is kind of the entire Spider-Man universe. Like, so I think it did a good job of ending the saga. Uh,
2: yeah, I also agree. I think um, they wrapped up his story well, um, but at the same time, opened up a lot of new possibilities with the way it ended um and I think it he truly like became Spider-Man um through this movie I think um for a lot of people may have criticized like you know he de- he hasn't really gone through those as many trials as maybe the other Spider-Man um having lost a loved one and so now he has, you know, no, no support seemingly, um, and I think that's an excellent way to, um, you know, open up new stories.
0: Mm-hmm. And almost since the beginning of the filming of this film, um, Andrew Garfield has been denying the rumors that he was going to make an appearance in Spider-Man: No Way Home. So were you personally super surprised when you saw him, or did you kind of see through his lies and kind of expect that something was going to happen in regards to his character
1: okay story time so i hadn't I was really late to watching this movie, like if you think about it, I watched it like two weeks into it, and so I was like trying so hard to avoid spoilers and then uh, over winter break, I went um, with my cousins to Vegas and then she was like, oh, I just saw the Spider-Man movie. And I was like, oh, like, was it good? I heard it's really good. And she was like, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's three Spider-Man." And I was like, what? That's a huge spoiler. And, like, she, she doesn't know anything about Marvel. Like, she, I think this was, like, the first or second Marvel movie she'd ever seen. And so, like, I don't blame her because she, like, didn't know that those rumors were already circulating. But I was like, no, I was avoiding spoilers. And I mean, it's okay. It was, I was still really shocked at the beginning scene when Andrew Garfield came in. Like since I already went in with that background knowledge, and I saw the portal open, and I saw another Spider-Man, I was like, "That's not Tom Holland. That's Andrew Garfield." Like I already know, and so I was like semi caught by surprise. It was still very pleasant for me though.
2: What about you, Mr. Hill? Uh Yeah, so I do extra work, or like I try very hard to avoid spoilers, um, but yeah, every now and then, up leading up to the movie, I'd see. You know, a picture here, um, an interview here of him denying it, Uh, and so I I tried not to have any expectations, and so I thought the way he showed up and when he showed up was still very surprising, Um, and I thought they did a really good job. The audience, you know, regardless if they had a feeling or not he would show up, I think the audience reaction you know kind of says it all when he does show up It's just that fans are excited to see him there
0: yeah definitely and now i want to ask the most contentious question i will ever ask which of the three spider-man portrayals is your favorite is it andrew garfield Tony mcguire or tom holland
1: um okay i've actually put a lot of thought into this so i think it might have to do with my age but like for me andrew garfield is the best spider-man portrayal and Tom Holland I think is the best Peter Parker portrayal and I think that's because Andrew Garfield like his acting is very like I think in touch with Spider-Man's character like when he talks to villains his sarcasm is just there and with Tom Holland I think he portrays the perfect like kind of awkward nerdy high school kid I mean he literally like just like dozes off in class and gets the answer right and he goes home and builds like Star Wars Legos with his best friend and so I think that was really relatable to a lot of teenagers but uh, I think if I had to choose one it, it would be Tom Holland just because like I've been seeing a lot of him lately and like he's just always like I always walk out of the movie theater like so impressed and like attracted to him so what
2: about you, Mr. Hero? Um, yeah I think I'm, I'm gonna have to agree and um for me personally, I hope Tom Holland plays Spider-Man you know, forever. <laughs> I think he does such a good job as Peter Parker. Um, and for me, Spider-Man is Peter Parker first and foremost. Um, although, they, yeah, they do give a lot more quips, I think, to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man in those movies. Um, and hopefully they can um, kind of include more of that playfulness into Tom Holland's Spider-Man in the future.
3: Okay so Mr. Hua already expressed his dedicated love for Tom Holland (laughs) and the president of Marvel Studios did indeed confirm in an interview that Tom Holland is not done with his role as Spider-Man. So Jasmine is your reaction closer to relief or disappointment about that? Okay
1: definitely relief because I love Tom Holland. I love Andrew Garfield and like I, I really like Tom Holland because like, I think the fact that I can't, like, imagine anyone else playing Spider-Man says a lot. Like, I don't really see, like, if I think of an actor that could play Spider-Man, like, nobody really comes to mind. That's why I think Tom Holland has done such a good job with the character.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of the movie kind of focuses on um, Peter Parker's relationship with MJ and how that kind of ends at the end of the movie and really don't know if they'll end up back together in the future. So for Do you, as a fan, hope that they kind of go back to Peter Parker and MJ's relationship, or do you hope that they can kind of pursue other relationships that Spider-Man has, like with Gwen Stacy, like we see with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man?
1: Um, I personally was a huge fan of um, Peter and MJ, so I don't really want them to pursue any new relationships. I want her to get her memory back and for them to end up together because I was really hoping at the end some miracle would happen and that when he walked through the door of the diner that she would, like, somehow magically remember, but, like... It was just so sad when they couldn't even like remember him. And so I hope in the future, Doctor Strange does some spell and she remembers, and so does Ned, because I think their relationship was so well-crafted and I don't think that could be replicated.
2: Um, yeah, I really like that scene and I haven't had a chance to talk about it. So I wanna talk about like what I noticed um, in that last scene is um, they're talking like a normal conversation but um the words have like double meaning so um MJ says how it's weird that she's optimistic about going to MIT and like things are looking up kind of thing and so uh Leonardo you know, says like maybe this time it'll be different mm-hmm. and so um foreshadowing I think, maybe right and so i think that kind of like plays on to like oh now things are different she's got like this different perspective on life um and then um tom holland noticed she has like a little scar and then she's like oh it it doesn't really hurt anymore and so it's kind of like having that relationship with spider-man you're always gonna like feel this hurt some kind of pain and so i think that's when tom holland you know decides and realizes like if i don't If I separate myself, then maybe I will no longer hurt this person I love. And so um, I thought that was a really, really cool way that they did that. Um, And I would want to see him, like, maybe have a new supporting cast. Um, As awesome as their relationship was, um, yeah, I'm I'm all for new stories, I think.
1: That's true. I never thought about the ending conversation like that. When she says, like, when he's like, "Oh, because like you you don't expect anything, because then you'll never be disappointed, right?" And so it's just like, hopefully, something right. will happen with them.
0: Right. And do you share the criticism that in, um, of course, Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man, that entire um, trilogy. It can be considered that MJ and, Top and Peter Parker's relationship was kind of rushed because we see in the first movie that he has a different love interest and then it doesn't pan out and she moves away. And then the second one, suddenly he seems to have a crush on MJ and then they, by the end of the movie we see that they're in a relationship. Did you personally feel that kind of Marvel didn't really give fans the time to kind of get used to that relationship and fall in love with them as a couple before they already, you know, seem to kind of already have a thing for each other without? giving us much time to get used to that um I
1: always assumed that MJ had a crush on Peter like beginning of the first movie because she was like always like near them and Ned and so I kind of like already saw the like seed planted in their relationship and I think it was kind of like cool to see him interested in another girl in the beginning, because I was like shocked, because I was like, isn't that girl's name MJ? Like, isn't he supposed to be with her? But then um, it was kind of cool to see their relationship develop in that way, and I don't think it was rushed.
2: Yeah, I think um, it's pretty impressive on the two, you know, uh, Tom Holland and Zendaya, that in such a short amount of time, they can make people fans of their, that relationship. And I think that's a credit to their acting and their chemistry Yeah. um, in that they can make it seem so believable Um, and um, yeah. So I thought that was well done.
3: Okay. So final question, I know you guys all love Spider-Man, but what is your favorite Marvel character?
1: No, Mr. Hua, you go first. I need to think.
3: Okay. (laughs) Mine's Spider-Man, so (laughs)
2: 100% doubling down. (laughs) Yeah, it's always been Spider-Man for me. I think um, just his relatability um, when I was a kid reading Spider-Man comics, you know, and just uh, his strong like moral compass um, is what really draws me to this character.
1: Oh my
0: God, no!
2: If it's this too, is hard. If it's
0: too painful. You can pick multiple. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Let me pick
1: multiple then. Okay firstly um i i do love dr strange i think he's amazing i think he's so cool i think his super powers are so like unique and like never seen before him with like opening up the multiverse and everything relating to dr strange i also love wanda and i think with the new series WandaVision, like you really got to see more of her story and you got to see her as like the protagonist rather than just the side character who like lost her brother and to see her navigate like love and she's just so like powerful and it was really admirable to see. Also, I love Captain America just because like, okay, no, I do love Chris Evans, yes, but Captain America, I think his story's really awesome as well. Sam Wilson too, him taking on the new mantle as Captain America after Steve was really cool. Um, So, final answer, I don't, I can't choose. It's too hard, I'm (laughs) sorry, it's too hard.
0: Okay, well thank you so much for sitting with us and we really appreciate your time and input on this as experts on Spider-Man.
3: Thank you. Thank you.